Hello, 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 hello. I hope that you are having a really beautiful day. And if you aren't, I hope you know that I'm here with you and I'm ready to kick your ass out of this funk. Okay, in the most gentle way possible, I'm ready to lift you up out of a funk. <laughs> Last summer, when I was going through a really intense period of time in my life, I had gone to India, I had been on this like incredibly soul-led, very dynamic journey. And at the very end of the trip, I had gone to this temple that was in the north and had what was without a doubt an ecstatic experience. It was a mystical experience with the divine. And then I came back. At the time when I was going through it, I just asked. I asked to be a vessel. I asked for what wanted to happen to come through me and to be a conduit for positive impact and change. And boy, was I ever given my wish because my life completely collapsed around me when I came back from India. And it has brought me here to you today because before that, I was not doing business work. I had completely cut off the part of myself that was a very high-speed lass working for the government doing uh, very high-speed things and getting shit done. I had started my coaching practice, and it was all very focused on spirituality, connecting people with their guides, and I didn't want any part of the person who got shit done that was the left-brained, action-oriented, high-achiever, because quite frankly, I was worried that she would come back in and she would steal the show, and also that she would be a jerk. <laughs> I was worried. I was worried that I was going to become an asshole because I still have I still have guilt about the way that I acted putting putting outcomes above people when I was working for the government. So, all of that to say, last summer, whoa, crikey, gee willikers, not that long ago. I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts as my hands were working and I was lifting myself out of extreme, uh, extreme destitution. I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts and it was great for morale, frankly. It was really good for working on my mindset um, and it was a part of what's been able to get me here. So I hope whether you are having a fantastic day or a downer, that this is excellent medicine for you. Okay, so my name is Steph Lagana, and I help women build businesses that they love. In particular, I help woo curious and woo friendly women. And when I say the woo, I mean the unseen. I mean the intangible, those things that don't have shape or form, but do have meaning. And I'm delighted to have you here. And today we are going to talk about strategic content. This episode is principles and methods. And I designed this podcast to have meaningful structure and different aspects that you can focus on and dive into when you are ready for it. Or you can just go along with the flow and the sequence of things in a linear fashion if you are a linear kind of lady. And if you're not, that's totally okay too. Principles and Methods is all about bringing in specific tools and techniques and practices and constructs to help you as a business owner be the best version of yourself and get your work out into the world 
and maximize that impact lady. So why content and why strategic content? Okay, well, I am going to do a walk around the room and tell you about national marketing first in order to talk about why content and why strategic content. Uh, first, let me say too that my group coaching program with individualized attention, the Elemental Business Incubator is open right now and it is open through the 12th of July. It's normally three months of transformation and evolution and liberation, uh, but this cycle I am enrolling folks and it's going to be four months. Actually, sneak peek, if you are not in my Facebook group, I'm actually going to be changing the incubator, so it's going to be six months. So it would be incumbent upon you, if you are interested, join now. Get all of the juicy shift that you are ready for today at the price of three months before it goes up to six. Okay, so I talk about natural marketing. And one of the places where I talk about it is in my Facebook group and in my group coaching program. So if you are not already in my group, your sacred craft, hop on over. Juicy things happening there, lots of video training and a fantastic set of people, if I do say so myself. They are the, the ladies and a few select men uh, that are there are just extraordinary and magical as fuck. And if you don't know that you're magical, you sure should are. You just need to uncover everything that's obstructing it. Any hoozle. Natural marketing. So natural marketing has four components to it, okay? And this is my framework, this is my way of viewing the world, and it can encompasses very practical and functional um, uh, information, but it's also energetic, and that's important. So I am a bridge, I am the fusion point, I do left and right, I do practical and magical. And sometimes I'm closer to one side of the bridge than the other, but it's never, it's never missing. These days, I know that my job is that fusion, whereas in the past before, when my practice was just spiritually focused, I could kind of get away with it. Now I know that my genius in being here is to bring those two powerfully together. Okay, so natural marketing, four components. And when I talk about natural marketing and these four components, what I want you to know is that you can think about building your business through these four components. And in fact, I think all of the folks that I know that fit into that wayfinder category, you're a healer, a creative, a light worker, someone who's led by truth and soul, they have a primary mode or a primary inclination. And sometimes there'll be a secondary and I'll tell you about them and what's common, but I want you to be thinking about this, about where you fit in. And of course, if you know other business owners that are in the space that you're in, wanting to grow your business, I would love if you would share this with them because this is good shit. Okay, cool. So four components to natural marketing, and we start off with alignment. And when I say alignment, I'm thinking of something that is not quite, but pretty closely related to that law of attraction hubbub that you see online. So doing things and following the flow and allowing yourself to be really tightly integrated with what wants to happen. So following your feel good, following the flow, not in the sense of lacking discipline or lacking priorities, but in the sense of pursuing feeling good in an authentic, juicy, fucking delicious way. And alignment is really important because there is 
a lot of business building uh, mumbo jumbo that's out there that is focused on people who are not soul-led entrepreneurs. So here's the thing. If you're not a soul-led entrepreneur, you can go make a whole shit ton of money drop shipping on Amazon. You know, go for it. <laughs> I mean, shit on it. You could make a whole bunch of money reupholstering furniture and selling it on Etsy. All right. But if you are a soul-led entrepreneur and those aren't your things, that idea probably makes you ill. <laughs> and you're like, oh God, no. I need to do my thing. And that is because you are a soul-led entrepreneur and you are not being led somewhere by the nose to money. This is about you getting something inside of you out into the world. It's because you came here to do this thing. Cool? Cool. So alignment is really important because it means that you follow what wants to happen and you focus on that feel good. So if business doesn't feel good, you don't force it. If you need to rest because you're on the edge of burnout, you don't force it. You go rest. If you want to play hooky and you want to have a gorgeous day of pleasure and play, you don't force it. You go play. Alignment is really important. Now, what I would tell you is my experience in working with hundreds of business owners is that alignment is not a common primary business mode. Okay? I'm going to tell you what is across my model. But I would say that alignment is not common. Happens in less than 15% of the people that I meet. And what I would say is that's actually a good thing. <laughs> Having alignment as your business mode, as your primary business mode, is actually pretty hard. <laughs> the people I know who do have it are kind of irritated because it's difficult for them. When you are just getting into the groove of using alignment as your mode of business expansion, it can be like pretty frustrating because your brain is telling you that you need to do certain things and your heart is saying, fuck no. And your guts are saying, uh-uh. And yet alignment is the energy that brings in clients and business opportunities. Okay. All right. So the four components of natural marketing. One, alignment. Not very common for a primary mode. Alignment is important in general. All of these things are meaningful in general. But when I'm saying modes, I'm thinking about what is the primary way for you to grow your business. What's the primary um, inclination is what I'm thinking of. I don't know if that's the best word. Okay, so alignment. And then connection. Okay, so this is a super common as a primary business mode and connection is literally connecting with other people. Okay, so why does that matter? Look, we are not meant to be solo in this life. We are meant to be interdependent and interconnected and our gifts are meant for other freaking people. Doesn't that make sense? So connection is connecting with other people and doing it in a really juicy, delicious, authentic way, not in a icky, yucky, salesy, gross way. So caring about other people, being in the world, and expanding your network and your community of humans. Makes sense? God, makes sense to me. Why wouldn't you want to continue to expand circle of amazing people, some of whom will be friends, 
some of whom will, you know, just be like great partners to exchange gifts with, and some of whom will be clients. Yes, yes, please. Like more connection in the world. I remember at one point I went to this um, conference, which if you've never heard of, you totally have to look it up if you're my people. Why Why wouldn't you be my people if you're listening to this? If you're my people, you got to go. It's called World Domination Summit. It happens every year in Portland, Oregon. God, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I went, uh, when did I go? Gosh, I think it was 2014. I went and it was super juicy, delicious. And there was a person that presented there who was talking about the world family reunion. And the reason why he had gotten into this place was because he was doing research and learned that when you view someone as family, you're more likely to forgive them their trespasses against you and to view them in a positive light. And so he was saying like, yeah, we just, we just need to continue to expand our perception of family. God, I've got goosebumps. Oh, I love it so much. Got to look it up online. Global family reunion. Oh, really good stuff. And actually I think World Domination Summit puts videos online so you can see the speakers. Oh, you should check that out. So good. So good. And I just want you to know, ooh, tea break. I just want you to know whenever I say so good like that, I'm actually channeling Rob Bell. <laughs> he was like this uh, just visionary and also a former pastor who talks about like the revolutionary behavior of Jesus. And if you're not a religious person, that's totally okay. I don't consider myself a religious person either, but he talks about Jesus as like a social justice warrior. Rob Bell, gotta check him out. And on his podcast, he says, so good, so good. I'm kind of addicted to him. Another really important part of morale last year, Rob Bell, good people. Okay, so alignment, super important. And connection, also super important. Connection being way more common, way more common as uh, a primary mode and then there's also service. And I love service um, because I think that people get a little bit disconnected from service when they're trying to grow their business. And when I say this sort of thing, people light up and they're like, oh, right, I can be of service. That's a great idea. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Uh, and it's funnier because <clears throat> I can forget it too. So service and what that looks like is finding ways to use your gifts out into the world. Okay, and so when I'm talking about this thing, I'm talking about my model of natural marketing and I'm talking about ways to grow your business. So I wanna make that really clear. Service is a way to grow your business. I have grown my business multiple times in multiple, at multiple levels through service. Actually, the expansion that has brought me here today was originally instigated by doing a free webinar on uh, different stages of business development uh, in July of last summer. And all of the business that has happened since then, which has been a lot, came from that seed that I planted. Um, and I've gone back several times since then because service is my secondary mode of um, business expansion, business growth, and gone back. Uh, in January, I stepped into somebody else's free group, which was awesome. Um, she had created a community um, and was encouraging people to offer free sessions. And I gave out like, like 20 
like 20 free 45 minute sessions. And I had a whole infusion of energy into my business, which was like super juicy, delicious, good. And the reason why that works is because using your heart to lead is really powerful. I mean, you're not a muggle. Stop trying to build your business like one, right? And then also being in your gifts is like this soul lubricant, which every time I say it, I feel like it's a little bit awkward and I don't care because it's true. <laughs> being in your soul genius is like this lubricant and it changes your vibration. The more you do the work that you came here to do, the better you feel. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it just like it's one plus one. Yeah, it, it just it makes sense. The more you do the work that you came here to do, the better you feel and the better you feel, the better things that come your way. Like it, it's just this cascade of awesome. Okay, so service is a really common one for people that and there's this mindset thing that happens Less so with soul-led entrepreneurs. Uh, it, it works with entrepreneurs in general. Um, a little less so with soul-led entrepreneurs because I think that the work that we came here to do can be really taxing. It can be fatiguing on our bodies because we're processing a lot of energy. You know, if you don't realize that, definitely, yeah, you are. Um, but it also works because our mind has this really strong programming about how much we're supposed to be doing in order to get results. And there's this commitment to, in order for things to happen, I need to do these things. Now, I do think that there are keys that we unlock by taking action. Like we're moving towards the divine, totally moving towards the divine. And the divine is coming towards us as a part of that. So it's like our action shows that we're ready. You know, let's do this thing. But there's also this mindset thing where our brain says, well, if you if you want things, then you got to do something. And that's different from being, okay? And if you're not yet in that place where you're starting to notice the distinction between what happens in your life and your business when you are being someone different versus doing something different, that's going to be a portal for you. And I think we're going to talk about that another time. Okay, so last item which is my primary, <laughs> it's not going to surprise you, right, is creation or creativity. Um, and I use either or because I, I don't know, both of those words feel important to me. Okay, so creation or creativity. Now, when you have a fire inside of you and you feel really passionate about the way that you view the world, you get to help other people see it. So I'm talking about creativity in the sense of synthesis, but also creativity in the sense of giving people um, ways to step into how you see things, the way the, the teachings that you have inside of you. Um, it could be maybe you're a painter, and so you get to paint, and then People get to access the energy that you are bringing through through your painting because you painted and you shared it. I mean, creativity can look a lot of different ways. I have a podcast. I have a Facebook group. I have the Natural Marketing Method Framework. I've generated a whole bunch of constructs to help people understand the world in new ways. And that is something that really butters my bread. <laughs> so I want you to think about creation and creativity as an essential part of 
marketing in a way that is really natural and abundant, like super simple and straightforward and also really fucking powerful. Are there things that you feel called to create? Now, I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about programs here. Okay, so I've got, um, I've got, I've got more than one framework. <laughs> um, but we're, we're talking about natural marketing from the perspective of like how to build your business. So I'm not necessarily talking about programs. It could be things that you create that are ultimately of service. And that's a part of how all of the aspects that I'm talking about of the natural marketing method framework overlap, because they all overlap with one another. Um, so service definitely overlaps with creativity or creation. Um, and just thinking about like what it is that you are being called to give birth into the world. And maybe it's something as simple as, you know, the things that you say are really stunning and you want to create some quote cards. And I'm not the biggest fan of quote cards, but maybe you need to put your quotes out into the world. Or maybe you're writing and you need to share a free chapter from your book with people so that they understand the work that you do. And also because it's another energetic connection with the soul of your business that they can plug into. So there's lots of different things that are here. I want to call you and if it makes sense to pause because, you know, technically I'm in a little, I'm a little box somewhere. You can just hit the pause button and think about this and think about like of these things that I've talked about, what lights you up? What lights you up? Now there's the analysis that comes that's a little more intellectual. And you can also take a look back at the landscape of your business and say like, okay, where are the trigger points or where are the pivot points where there has been an injection of energy and what did I do? Okay. So for instance, if you go to a marketing event and you meet a whole bunch of people and you're like, oh man, this is so great. I met, I met like 10 people and I just love them. This is awesome. Connection could be your primary mode of building business. Or if the last time you had a major movement in your business was when you did a free workshop, it could be that service is your primary mode of business expansion. Or if the last time you went to Disney World was when you had this like major injection of energy. I'm laughing because there's somebody I'm connected with on social who has said this. Went to Disneyland, I got a whole bunch of clients. Um, it could be that alignment is your gig. So putting on the scientist hat and observing, maybe not scientists, maybe, maybe social scientists, putting on the anthropologist hat and observing can be like super juicy, delicious good, okay? So think about that. And if you need to hit the pause button, go for it. I find that these things are related. And so it's less about like, which are the things that impact you and more about which are the ones that impact you the most, okay? As I think that they're all important. All right, so all of this was just a preface. Oh my God, this is gonna be the longest episode ever. Ah! Um, all of this was just a preface to us talking about why content and why strategic content. Okay, so you, if you are someone who really benefits from creation, 
from service. This is going to really be helpful. Now, I think this is helpful, period, but this is going to have extra juice and sauce for you if you have a marketing model that is uh, primary creation, primary service. Okay, so one of the things that I see that happens really frequently for entrepreneurs, soul-led entrepreneurs, that's who we're talking about here, um, is that people get told a lot of stuff and then on the other side, things happen as a result of because what they were told. Okay, so one of the things, <laughs> is like a complicated way of, there are norms in the industry and that doesn't always work well for people like us, these norms. Oh God, it doesn't. Um, okay, so one of the norms is, uh, oh, you should have an email list. Now, let me just start off by saying that I think that email lists are a great thing. If Facebook ever falls down, if the government ever decides to kill it here in the US, um, if Instagram ever suspends your account, like having an email list is a great way to be able to connect with your people and it's also portable. So if you decide that you don't like YouTube or Snapchat anymore, having your email list means that you can be platform agnostic. Like how that's a phrase from my old career. It means that you can be portable and you don't have to be bound to any one person's platform. And if something happens and you get suspended erroneously or otherwise, um, then you're okay. You don't have to worry about it. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff around like, oh, have an email list. Now, the, I think the part where it comes in is that, that becomes a problem is people hear, oh, I, I need an email list. And then they don't know what to do with it or they think they need to do something with it and it doesn't feel like them. So it feels like shit. So they're like, oh, I gotta do a weekly newsletter and I hate writing. Ah, I hate this. <laughs> and then there's a huge amount of energy that's bound up, that's locked up in, oh, I gotta create this newsletter. Oh, I really don't like doing this. Oh, and then struggling, especially if you're not batching your writing. Oh, I gotta do this every week. And that is just a motherfucking shit show. So don't do that. <laughs> Um, okay, but one of the things that I see as a result of people shitting on themselves about having to write to their list um, or having to have a blog, that's the other thing is, oh, well, I'm supposed to have a blog. Like, it, it, who told you that, right? It's the social sauce every time. It's the overlords of the internet. Okay, not really. Don't, <laughs> not into that conspiracy stuff. It's not, it's not the internet Illuminati. Okay. Um, one of the things that happens is that people feel like they have to write something and it's like, I don't know, it's like a fork scraping the last bit of avocado like from around the pit. It's like, oh, I gotta do this. And it feels really painful, but it doesn't have to be. First of all, so I say natural marketing and what I'm talking about is aligning your genius with the easiest conduits, the most powerful channels for you to get your work out into the world. If you're an amazing writer and a terrible speaker, do not force yourself to speak and vice versa. Like if you're an amazing speaker and you're a terrible writer, don't force yourself to write like this. It seems like we should be better than this. <laughs> it's, that's kind of harsh. It seems like we should be in a different place than having to delineate this. I'm 
37. I don't know. It changes every year. I, you know, it seems like we should be in a better place than this, but literally like if you don't like it, if you're not good at it and you'll know because people will tell you, right? Like, Oh, you're an amazing writer. And then they never say like, Oh, that video was great. They're like, Oh yeah, you know, you're trying No, <laughs> you might have, you might not have friends like that. Um, Okay, the point of all of this is, I'm getting a little loopy, let me drink some tea. Ooh. Okay, the point of all of this is follow your strengths. Follow your strengths, follow your strengths, follow your strengths. Um, and the idea is the energy flows so much more powerfully when you align with the channels that are powerful. So when you're a fantastic writer, and you put your services out, you create, you connect through your writing, it's effortless. People show up easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's so good. Same thing with if you are an in-person connector and you flow with that and you follow that, it's so, like, it's so delicious. The magic like just spawns itself. And when you fight it, it's just really fucking hard. And, and, and so this is one of the things that happens for magical women. They try, they're magical, and then they go to build their business, and then they become muggles again. And they're like, well, it should be easier. I should be able to do it this way. I should, should, should. You know, like, should not go over yourself. Follow what your strengths are. Okay, so content. Now, I'm. we want to talk about strategic content. Oh, man, this is a long preface. <laughs> Um, but the goal here isn't for you to write a bunch of blog posts or start a YouTube channel. If those aren't aligned with your strengths, you need to think about where you are powerful <clears throat> and the best way for you to connect with people. And I don't mean the best ways in the most logical way. I mean, the strongest way, where does your energy flow? Okay. So I, I get people all the time, you know, I'll get someone that says like, Oh, well, if I have a speaking engagement, you know, everybody in the audience will want to work with me. Like, Great. So, so sell your coaching that way. Don't try and for like, don't make yourself like spawn a podcast. What's up with the spawn word today, Steph? I don't know. Wait, don't make yourself like generate a podcast because you should be able to do that. Like go with what's working. Okay, so we're talking about content, all of that to say, if you hear me say, write something, but you're not a writer, translate it. If you hear me say speak, but you're not a speaker, translate it. Translate, if all of this doesn't apply and you're an artist and you communicate through visual images, pictures, paintings, that kind of thing, translate it, okay? Um, or like through dance, like translate it into the mode that is most powerful for you. That's really important. You're tracking that, right? Yeah. Okay, tea break. All the English breakfast tea. Um, okay, so strategic content. So one of the things that happens is people say, oh, well, I'm supposed to have a list. And then especially if they don't want to have a list or if it doesn't feel good, if they haven't found their way of being with it, because you always got to find your way. That's my experience with solid entrepreneurs. You got to find your way to do it, not anybody else's way. 
it may be this weekly or monthly tune in to yeah, here's kind of how I'm feeling. Now, there isn't anything wrong with that in and of itself. What I would tell you is it's not the strongest way that you can develop your practice overall. Now, the strongest way is to use strategic content. Hey, and here we are, I'm getting down to nuts and bolts. I want you to consider what are the major problems that people have when they show up in your world. What are the questions that show up over and over and over again? What are the major problem areas that people have? And I want you to think about the types of questions that people ask. And then I want you to answer them using content that you create. Now, if, if content creation is hard for you, don't take this as like a boulder that you gotta put on your back and carry up the mountain. <laughs> for some people it's easier. Creation is my primary method of growing my business. So uh, I'm like a pig in mud around this, okay? If content creation is hard for you, don't make this into some like crazy burden that you have to carry. But one of the ways that can be really powerful to grow your business is to answer the big questions. Answer big questions. So questions that I get um, all the time uh, include, how do I price my services? Because <laughs> I'm interacting with people who want to know, like, what's the range? You know, what's a good what's a good range of numbers? But then they also need to have the number feel really good inside of their body. So I get people that ask this all the time. Um, same thing with income goals. You know, how do I set income goals that feel good? How do I, how do I actually relate with them? Uh, same thing with social media. You know, like, how do I use social media to get clients? This, none of this seems like it's working. <laughs> and how to launch. Like, how do I actually put my offer out into the world? So what I've done and continue to do is I take the major questions and I create resources. I create content, blog posts, videos, and I put them out. Now... I want you to think about this, okay? Because if you've been in business for six months or, I don't know, 16 months and the blog posts that you're putting out or the videos that you're putting out are very organic and about, hey, this is just what's going on, that's important too. Showing up is important too. Like being there for your people, developing, refining your voice is important too. And there's an opportunity for you to think about what are the major things, the major focus areas, the major questions that seem to come up over and over again, and to create resources in response to them. Now, there are a few really important caveats to this. One is to make sure that the way that you are speaking as a practitioner isn't completely divorced from how your clients are speaking, how your audience is speaking. Okay, I had a situation um, a few days ago where someone was referencing wanting to teach resiliency and we had just had a conversation about burnout. And I said, okay, what resonates more for your clients? Do they want to learn resiliency or do they want to avoid burnout? <clears throat> Ooh, tea break. And this person said, oh yeah, avoid burnout. 
Okay, so you need to consider how your clients speak in this and the easiest, how people who are not a practitioner speak. Because what happens when people want answers, oftentimes, is they'll go to the Googs, they'll, they'll go to the internet search engine, and they'll ask a natural language question. Okay, so they'll ask like, how do I love myself more? How do I grow my business? How do I find clients? So to create content, for instance, if you're a business coach, how do I find clients? Fantastic way to create a resource. That can be a video on YouTube. That can be, you know, the ultimate guide to finding clients. You can create content that responds to the needs of your people and do it using their language. That way they'll find it. Now, if you have trouble with this, either in getting ideas, you can always ask your people. You can take whatever area that you're in, whether it's art or Reiki or health coaching or anything else, and you can go online. Uh, like for instance, I think personal page on Facebook works really well for this. And you can say, what's your biggest problem with this? So I've asked in the past, what's your biggest problem with growing your business? And that is called the ask and deliver method, which is a method that digital marketers use all the time. It's super common because it works. Ask people what's happening. You'd be amazed at how often, or maybe you wouldn't be amazed, <laughs> maybe you'd feel guilty. You'd be amazed at how often people try to grow their business in the absence of contact with their audience. It's really important. It's really important. Okay, so titles are important here. So are the calls to action. So when you create content, you want to be responding to what people's needs are. And that means speaking their language and understanding what uh, pressure they're experiencing, what pain they're going through. So you have to have that level of connection. You can use the ask and deliver method. Go onto your personal Facebook page and say like, hey, what's your problem with X? X being the area that you're in. And you can divide things up. So for instance, I could say, um, what's your biggest problem with marketing? Or what's your biggest problem with sales? Um, and then people will tell you. Now, extra super sweet bonus brownie points you could then, when they say, my biggest problem is X, you could also ask, so what have you tried to solve it? Or what resources have you gotten that you've tried to use to address that? And have a conversation with them about why that resource or that support didn't work. And then come up with a resource that addresses that need. That's why I created a sexy, soulful guide to setting income goals. Because when I asked people about their problems, I got this string of people saying that they had trouble setting up income goals with soul. All the guides were either super woo or super left brain, and they needed something in the middle. Yes, you can find that on my blog, mythicalenterprises.com forward slash magical dash reads. Really good stuff. Sexy, soulful guide to setting income goals. Um, so I mentioned that the content doesn't just need to be written. It needs to be based off of what your connection strength is. So maybe it's speaking in person. Maybe it's on video. Maybe it's audio only. This is podcast. It's audio only. Um, really allowing yourself to identify what 
are the problems that your people are going through? And then what can you create to help them solve it? All right, so I, ultimately this could turn into a workshop. I'm thinking here about strategic content because content works for you when you're not working. So what I mean by that is it's really useful to have these things set up, not just in a newsletter, but on your website. And if you don't have a website, don't stress about it. You can set up an account on medium.com, put your writing there, like it's all good. Find a way to let it be easy. Um, but one or, or <laughs> put your videos up on YouTube, um, depending on your strength of connection, your connection strength. But one of the things that I see people kind of get hosed with is, oh, well, I'll talk with people about that. You know, I'll, I'll ask them, they'll tell me about something and I'll say, okay, great. You know, like, that's an awesome thing. Do you have a blog post or a video somewhere? And they'll say like, oh no, I, I normally talk with people about that. Well, that's great. What if you have a client that comes to you in the middle of the night? You know, that it, it needs to be sustainable. So having this stuff written down, having it in a persistent place where people can get access to it in that way, if they're up at 11 o'clock at night or or in the morning, assuming you aren't awake at those times, <laughs> early birds, night, uh, night owls, um, they can research while you're sleeping, which is a fantastic thing. Or while you're tending to other clients, you want to make this as simple as possible for people to understand what it is that you do, for people to connect with your energy. You want to make it as easy as possible for people to say yes to you. And it's so important to do it in this way because you may not be busy now. You may not feel busy now, like serving a whole bunch of clients, but you're going to get there. So all of this stuff is planting seeds that are really important for future harvest. All right. So writing the content or recording the videos, whatever, you know, recording the podcast and really being specific about what are the problems that people are having and how can I help them? You know, um, the other things that you can do if you are feeling stuck on what you need to talk about, you can also clone. Now this is not copying. It's not plagiarizing. It's cloning. Okay. What's the difference? Kind of like funnel hacking. The difference is that you provide your take on things. So if there's an influencer that's in your space, maybe somebody that you follow and you're like, oh man, got a little bit of comparisonitis. I wish I could do it like them. Assuming that they aren't using their personality to market because there are people that are like that out there. They're just like wild and crazy and that's how they grow their business. Um, alignment, by the way, in, in case you were wondering, what's that business? It's alignment. They feel good and they grow their business. You're welcome. Okay. Um, you can go into their space, their YouTube channel, their blog, and you can look and see what it is that they're talking about. Now, I'm not saying copy what they're talking about in the sense of like, oh, I'll just take their stance and, and then I'll write it. I mean, consider the problems that they're addressing and then pose your own answers, okay? So if your business coach is following me and I said I set up a, um, a guide on setting sexy soulful income goals, Think about like, do you, do your people need some sort of guide on setting income goals? You know, so you can be, you can use other people's work as bumper lanes. 
Now, this works best if what they're working on is actually what you want to be working on. Um, but, but you could say, like, oh, well, um, they're talking about, like, how to do time blocking. That's interesting. Do, do my people need to know that? Maybe I need to talk about time blocking. You got to be cautious about this when you are using other people as, as guidelines for what you talk about because sometimes they'll be talking about things that don't meet the needs of your people. Like you'll see their outsides, not their insides, and you'll think like, oh, our markets are really similar. I, I've had this multiple times. I've, we're not quite at a thousand people right now in my Facebook group and multiple times I've had other business coaches show up and they assume they're normally young in the sense that they haven't been in business too long. And they assume that my market is the same as them. Um, and they're like, Oh, you know, doing these great things. Um, and then like, we have the same people and I'm like, Oh really? Tell me about your people. And this is, <laughs> this is, this has happened enough that I am like my, my, and of course, like I'm a professional intuitive too. So, but my spidey sense goes off and I'm like, uh, maybe not. And normally what happens is I find out that, um, for whatever reason, it's like particularly this, like they say, oh, we serve the same people because they do business coaching, even though what I do isn't quote business coaching. It's really a mix of a whole bunch of, bunch of things. Um, but they're like, yeah, you know, I help people who like magical stuff too. And I'm like, oh, okay, tell me about these people that like your magical stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, I love working with um, healers and creatives. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. And invariably what I find out is that they like working with people who are like super, super woo-woo. Whereas my market is actually very high-achieving women who have transitioned into entrepreneurship, who are super left-brained and are struggling with accepting all of the magical woo. Not that they're struggling with embracing the woo, but they're struggling with the being because all of their history, which is pretty successful, has been in the doing. And so I I think that's pretty funny. Like, no, we, we're not... You know, you think we're the same. We're not. So having that level of clarity around your people. So for instance, you might think you're really clear, but what are your people doing on Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m.? If you don't have a good answer for that, that's a sign that you can be more clear. Or what are the exact thoughts that are going through your client's head when they are scrolling and pressing the pay button. These are really important questions and these are the sorts of things that will help you as you grow your business, that level of clarity. And if you don't have it yet, that's totally okay. It's 115% okay because being out in the world is essential to growing your business. You're not going to get it all complete in your head before you get it out there. You're just not. And I know, I know, God, I've encountered so many people that are like, oh, <laughs> but I don't know. And it's like, okay, that's perfect. You're not supposed to know. This is a process and there, and I call this bi-directional feedback loop. And this is really, really important for soul-led entrepreneurs you learn more about yourself, your genius, your soul genius, 
and your practice by being out in the world. There's like a certain level of maturity that you get to. It's, I don't know, maybe like 60 or 70% that you can get to internally. And then after that, you just have to be out in the world. Boom, boom. Like you don't have a choice. There's no question. Like you can't cook all of this inside of you without letting other people see it. It just doesn't fucking work. Okay. Um, the other two methods that I want to mention, so I mentioned just this idea of like funnel hacking. So like, um, you know, funnel hacking, uh, content hacking, using uh, an influencer or someone you perceive as a competitor, um, what they're talking about as guidelines for what you talk about. Don't say what they say for the love of all that's holy. You know, plagiarism is a lost opportunity to speak your truth, among other things. Don't be shitty. Um, but using what they're talking about as guidelines for what topics you talk about and you riff on in your own way, you know, what are the philosophies that you have? Maybe you have a completely different take on a traditional problem. Maybe you combine things. Um, I have a fantastic new client who's um, soul genius includes fusion. You know, she combines things that most people aren't thinking of combining. They're thinking of is really separate and that's like totally fucking magical. Um, okay. Last two things that I wanted to mention is just this idea of, Hey, you're magical. Don't forget that you can build your business in magical ways. And that includes with strategic content. So I say, Hey, come up with five or 10 ideas for questions, problems, areas to focus on and then build resources for your people around that. And that way you can drive traffic to your website. That way you can share it um, and really meet people's needs, increase your visibility, get more exposure with your market. Like this is good stuff. And yeah, you can do Facebook ads or you can share it in a big group, that kind of thing. Um, there, there's all different sorts of ways um, to hack that, <laughs> uh, to, to bite that almond. I don't know. What are we doing here with the metaphors. Um, but I also want to mention two other magical ways that you can get ideas for content. Okay. So you're magical. You don't have to build your business like a muggle. The first thing that you can do is you can pull an Oracle card. Now I'm into Oracle cards. If you are like old school tarot, this might not be your thing. Um, I love Oracle cards. I have a particular obsession with the decks from Milana Fairchild. I have Kuan Yin and Isis and um, I guess I should just like try and be best friends with her or something. But um, I love Oracle cards and I think that they are absolutely wonderful. If you don't have a deck and are not in a space to, um, there are things online that you can take a look at. Colette Baron reed in particular has a free online app that you can get access to, laptop or phone, and smartphone that is. And uh, you can ask a question and get an answer. So you can ask a question like, what do my people need to hear? Or give, give me some ideas of what I need to talk about. And then pull a card and take inspiration from that. How does that connect with one of these, you know, like really big conundrums that seems to happen, uh, that seems to come up um, in conversation all the time for your market? Uh, the other thing that you can do is you can ask your dreams. You can go to bed with a question. This works particularly well if you write the question down and also don't saturate yourself like two hours before bedtime with social media. Turn off your phone. Don't watch TV. <laughs> Read a book. Go to bed. Listen to some music. Take a bath. You know, let it be easy in terms of the amount of information that you're trying to saturate your brain with. 
Um, and ask a question, like, what should I be talking about? Like, what kinds of things do my people need to hear? You can use both Oracle cards and your dreams to generate inspiration. The point here at a high level is make sure that you are covering the bases that are really important to your people and then put them on channels where your people are going to find it. A lot of folks that are coaches and um, healer type practitioners are thinking mainly about Facebook and also about Instagram, but don't forget there are lots of social media channels where you can share your stuff, whether it's Pinterest, which is a really great place to share uh, strategic content because the life of pins is really long. It's something like four months, whereas on Twitter or Facebook, things will be uh, good for a few minutes or hours, um, which is to say the opportunity for people to find it is that window. The opportunity for people to find your content on Pinterest is like four months. Holy shit, that's a lot. Um, and certainly you can create your own podcast if it feels aligned, not because you think you should, um, but don't forget that there are other channels too. I mean, for the love of Pete, like YouTube has 500 million hours of videos that are watched each day on it. Holy shit. 500 million hours of videos are watched on YouTube each day. It has a third of internet users and only 9% of small businesses use it for marketing. What the shit, guys? What the shit? Okay, so if you like... Speaking, if you like videos, YouTube could be a good option for you, even if you just like audio. YouTube could be a good option for you, okay? It needs to feel resonant in your body. It needs to feel aligned. It needs to feel delicious. Yeah, you can be afraid of it. That's okay. Fear is a lighthouse. Fear is a lighthouse. I can show you where to go and where your power lies. Okay, lots of stuff. Holy mackerel, this, I think, is the longest episode I've ever recorded. Do you like that? Do you like the longer episode? Is that okay? Tell me more. Um... I love, love, love to hear from you. If this episode lit you up, if you're thinking this is fucking ridiculous, I'd love you to read, uh, to leave a review on iTunes. That would help me out. It helps people uh, know, is this for them or not, okay? If this is something that was service of, uh, was of service to you, little, gotta drink some more tea apparently, um, or less, huh? Um, if this was of service, to you and you know of other people that would benefit, please feel free to share this. You can tag me on Facebook or on Instagram. I love to hear from you. This is important to me. It gives me fuel to keep going. I'm sending you so much love. If you know that you're going to be building some major pieces of content, let me know. I love to be an inspiration for you. I am sending you so much love, so much joy and so much peaceful calm. You can do this. I believe in you and I believe in your business. Until the next time, my friends. Bye.